one. Yeah. Um, some of you are going to ask, who was that lead and singing? He did a great job. And, and um, not only that, but that last song was one of my favorites ever, ever, ever. And I never hear anybody lead it anymore. Not even Danny. Yeah. And, and it, it's in the 1930s, but he misses it every time. I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it, but what a great song to lead into what we're talking about tonight, about what is our task as a, as a church in the coming year. I've got a few pictures to add to what I put in last week's slide. I had some of them. I didn't know dates and all that stuff, so I decided it doesn't matter dates. I'm going to put some of these pictures in here of, of, of people who... I actually don't know whether they've placed membership or not, but they're here all the time, and I want you to know who they are, and for the last year or so that I've just seen them around, it may have been longer than that, but Ben and Hannah Bryant and uh, Hallie and Wesley, they, they, they're they here, so uh, you know, for some reason I didn't put their picture in last time, that's that's them, I'm grateful that they're coming on a regular basis, and here's our song leader for the night, Matt and Lindsay Horner and their kids, Graham and Gentry and Georgia, that's one beautiful picture. What I expected him to do, I, in fact, I said, are you going to do this all night when you lead singing? Anybody know what he does? He's an air traffic controller. So I just, I just thought he might be, you know, that's how he's going to lead. But he didn't. He led singing just like, and a great job. So we're grateful to have them from the Harrisburg area. Kevin and Julia Reynolds and Lexi and Olivia, they've been coming a long time, so I don't know where to put them. But I just thought, you know what, I see them all the time. I just want everybody to recognize them. And Ben and Lydia, I don't know if it's Tyson or Thiessen that they pronounce their name, but we're grateful. He is in medical school, and she is uh, continuing her education in, <clears throat> excuse me, psychology or counseling. And they've been a great blessing to this church. There are probably others I'm overlooking, but those are the ones that that uh, I, I've I've uh, failed to show any time before this. Uh, we're going to be looking at uh, 2019, what's going on at Valley View. And one of the things that's a fallacy is that you can never capture any of that. Or all of that, I should say. No, you can capture some of it. But there's always something going on here. And people will ask, what's going on with all those cars up there? And most of the time I'll say, I have the slightest clue. There's a million things going on at different times. And spontaneously things come up uh, that no one knew about just 10 days before. That's what a living, vibrant congregation does. It just, things crop up and spontaneous things happen. But we do have a mission to strive for that we try to organize and plan things to help us meet that mission. We do have a charge every day. We do have a task to perform every day, as that song says he just sung a few moments ago. And, and the scripture reading, we've done some great things, and Valley View has a great history. We're going to talk about that just a little bit. We have some great history here, but you can't just simply ride on the coattails of history. We've got work to do. We've got things that need to be done, and we've got people who need to be reached, and we can't sit on our laurels. You have got to go out there and do things. There's three reaches for every church. As I see it in Scripture, first of all, there's a reach up to God in worship and in Bible study and in serving one another. And that's what we need to do as a church. We need to make sure that every Sunday we get together, there's a quality effort of reaching up to God and giving. It doesn't matter whether any outsider ever knows about this. Worship is primarily for the believer to exercise a responsibility of giving response to God for what he's done. And we need to make that as vibrant and alive as we can. And I pray that Valley View, that we work on this thing and we make sure our, our worship services are organized and vibrant and healthy. And that you feel like you've worshipped when you've been here. That you've contributed to everybody else's voice. 
and that a sermon is preached that really is relevant to your life but applies scripture to it and that we have an opportunity to flex our service muscles when when jam organizes a service project whether it ever reaches anybody or not it doesn't matter what matters is we're supposed to be working and so worship services terry smith is over that he's kind of overseeing that and there are things that we do and if you if you ever have a suggestion about what to be done about that uh see terry about that but tonight afterwards the second category is bible study i think probably the most important thing that determines whether a church is vibrant and healthy and growing or not is bible study that's our small group as we get together and study scripture together and that teacher needs to be prepared and have something relevant and 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 good and biblical to say and sometimes that's a struggle and terry organizes that too and, and i gotta tell you sometimes you come out of you, you you just run out of soap what kind of class do we need to offer next time and so tonight one of the things we want to do is right after this in the fellowship room back there if you have a suggestion over anything said but especially bible classes you have something that you want covered would you meet in there with us and give us some ideas we're not going to meet forever we're not going to eat even we're just going to talk about it. one person came up and said i can't be there but i want a class on what happens after you die so terry there's one but if anybody has any ideas this is your time to speak and say you know what i just want to feed off each other and say we want some vibrant classes maybe the ladies want something different maybe maybe a, the men want a men's class or something. i don't know we need to come up with things and always be wanting to strive to perfect this reach of reaching up to god second we reach into each other this is in fellowship and in service to each other this is hard to do with a number of people and we can't get close to everybody and in fact we can't know everybody because some people come to early service or some people sit on this side and don't even know the people who sit on this side and then an announcement is made and so-and-so's brother died we don't even know so-and-so and it's really hard sometimes to serve or fellowship when we can't get around to meeting each other, which is what our potlucks are for. But even then, it's hard to get to know each other. One of the hardest things is the fellowship effort. But, but here's the thing. When you, when you hear that someone's in the hospital or someone has taken ill or has lost a loved one, you don't have to know them real well to send a card. And that's why I love our, our, our inside of our bulletin. You don't have to know them to be family with them and concerned about them. So Peggy Payton back there is gonna be having a funeral on Tuesday for her brother. You may not know him, you may not know her, but she's family. And one of the things we do is we reach into each other. We reach in to encourage each other. There are potlucks for this. That's what Family Fun Day is. That's what a lot of our activities are, is to get us together and familiar with each other. When there's a shower, that's called inReach. That's a family thing. Membership has its benefits, right? And one of those is there's a shower given for people at big times in their lives. Those of you who drive the bus, you make sure that we have members who get here, and I'm grateful for that. Family is important and i think reach in the quality of our in reach is an outreach because an outsider needs to look in and say i want to be a part of a group that cares for each other like that that's what jesus said of washing the disciples feet they'll know you're my people when you love one another they'll want to be part of that when you love one another which leads to our third one which is reaching out to our community in the wider world valley view reaches out a long way to different countries 
And when we have our Mission Sunday and Mission Month, we really need a better job of communicating to you exactly what happens from out of the church here. There's many countries that get impacted by us, but there's also community. We mentioned Gary James, but we don't mention Glenn Swan, who also goes with him to prison and work in the prison with Randy as well on, on Thursday sometimes. But this is the mistake that we make with our outreach that I've challenged people in recent years, and I, I, still, I still think this is right. Um, the greatest mission work being done from Valley View in Jonesboro is not big money spent on some big event that reaches hundreds of people. I don't know a big event that we could do that would reach that many people. We could put up some festival somewhere and invite people to it. I don't know if people will come. I can spend a lot of money on advertising for stuff. I don't know that people will come. The biggest and most important outreach we have is 550 members who go out and live and talk faith in their world. That doesn't take money. It doesn't take buildings. It doesn't take a line item in the budget at all. We send money to other countries, more money to other countries than we do on local outreach, but there's a reason. You do the local outreach. Don't wait on an activity. Live your life faithful in front of people and have spiritual conversations. If we were given a million dollars to do local outreach, I have no idea what we could possibly do with it that would be any more effective than 550 members living their lives faithfully. Seriously, what would you do with it that would actually get spiritual attention of people? I'm not sure there's anything. But that leads to the question of what do we say? Well, that's event number one. And so this is the first big event. Number one, it happens January 25th, uh, 26th and 27th. Matthew Morine is how you pronounce his name. I've called him Maureen forever. We were in classes together. I still call him that. He's a Canadian, eh? He's a Canadian. And he has the accent, so he's going to be cool to listen to whether you know what he's saying or not. Dude, right? And he doesn't like beer, right? So that's, anyway, uh, that's, that's, that's something. Else. Anyway, so... Uh, Saturday in the fellowship room we're going to meet twice there's going to be a lot of what we call um, role playing because I told him this he's written a book recently with gospel advocate I told him don't sit here and try to convince us that evangelism is important we believe that everybody in here believes it the question we have is how do we do it on a regular basis that doesn't feel like a technique doesn't feel like a job I've got to fulfill how can I make it a routine part of my life? And that's what his book is about. So Operation Outreach. And we have a video he put together just for us. I want you to watch. Do you ever feel like evangelism is kind of cold in our culture these days? Well, it's kind of cold out here in Colorado. I'm standing outside in a snowstorm. But I wanted to talk to you a little about the evangelism workshop that I'm coming to do at your congregation. I hope you'll come. We're going to learn about how we can do evangelism in the home. We're going to talk about how we can introduce Jesus in a conversation in a natural way. Look at how Paul and Jesus did it. And then we're going to talk about the role of prayer and how God's involved in evangelism. And then we're going to look at celebrating evangelism and how we need to do that in our congregations that will make a big impact in how people are evangelistic. 
Looking forward to being with you and wanted to invite you all to the seminar, the workshop. So I'm looking forward to getting inside and I'm looking forward to getting down in Arkansas. Hopefully you can all come. Did you get what it was about? He's a, a neat guy. I really appreciate him, and he's going to have some neat things for us. Come on that Saturday. There'll be a meal in between the two sessions in the fellowship room. We're not even going to come in here. We're just going to go out there. And then the, the Sunday morning, he'll be together in a, in a combined Bible class and also the, the worship service that morning. Um, his ticket from Denver to here was $74. It's crazy. Round trip. Anyway, so he's a great guy. You're going to enjoy that. Another kind of outreach day is, is a particular focus. We're going to call it... Let the children come to me as Micah Brinkley of the Children's Home comes on February 17th with a distinct emphasis. He's going to give a report on children's homes. And I'm telling you, I know we're familiar with it because it's in our backyard. And sometimes because it's in our backyard, nobody pays attention to it. I know all about that. Uh, we did that in Kennett too. Never paid any attention at all to the children's home much. What they are doing is phenomenal. And I run across these kids and these house parents and they're heroes of mine. And there's no question what God's concern for child uh, issues like that is, okay? But the biggest thing I want to say about this is there's going to be a potluck for a limited focus. They do foster care in Arkansas, and two of their foster care people are in Searcy, and they're driving over here. We're going to have a potluck meal for anyone who wants to either learn about being a foster parent, learn about being a relief foster parent, to know what it takes to do that in case you, can, you know people who are interested in doing that, or if you just want to be in the know about foster care. Jennifer Douglas does that here, and she is giving reports all the time about the incredible need that's in our area right here around Jonesboro that is not being met because people aren't being foster care people. This is something that if the children's home gets called every once in a while says, we want to be able to place these children in Christian homes. Can you do that? And a lot of times they have to say, we don't have anybody on our list anymore. And I'm going to tell you, if we can be a group of people who, who go out there and find people, or maybe even we've got some who are interested in doing this, let's be a Christian influence on these kids who otherwise would get lost in this entire system. This is one huge category in the heart of God, and there's no question at all in anybody's mind who knows anything about Scripture what God thinks about this. Pure religion, undefiled before God, is this. What is it? Watch after the orphans and widows in their distress and be, keep yourself unspotted from the world. God is near and dear to this concern. And if we can intervene in the life of a child this way, February 17th, the Children's Home is going to talk about the work they do. And that, at potluck that time, we're going to have a sign-up sheet for anybody who wants to. Come and hear about it. Even if you're not one who thinks you can do this. But you want to know about it so you can talk to others about it when the need arises because it comes up in our lives once in a while. Be here February 17th. That's an important day. And then May 19th will be the next one. Homecoming celebration. You know this year, Valley View turns 15 years old when they were meeting in that, what they call the beer hall down there. It's what everybody calls it, right? And I'm thinking 15 years is an occasion to celebrate. It's one of those round numbers, not round numbers, but, you know, significant numbers. 15 is a big deal. 
And uh, so what we're going to do is in Bible class, we're going to have Terry Smith and Randy Simpkins and some others and David uh, Gibson as well. And they're going to kind of review that history and what the purpose was and the drive behind it was. David Gibson is going to preach that day. Not about Romania. He's going to talk about something else. But here's the catch. And this is what everybody's going to tell me. No, we can't do that. It's going to be at the location where we originally met. We're not going to meet here. We're going to have tents and we're going to have chairs set up and we're going to meet where it originally started. Now you're going to look at me and say, we can't do that. I know you think that, but Cameron's brilliant. And Cameron Campbell and I are going to put our heads together and come up with something brilliant, right? If we can at all, we're going to pull that off. If not, we'll have to come up here. That's also family fun day that afternoon. So in the afternoon, we'll come up here and just celebrate being family uh, next year. So that is, mark that down, May 19th, a great day for us, 15th anniversary. And that doesn't actually happen till June, but try putting an event in June at Valley View. You just can't possibly do it. Next one. And again, all these are outreach efforts right here. These are more outreach focused. The last one is a revival, an old-fashioned revival. We haven't done this in a while. I'm not one who likes to say to you, give, give the church your Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I can't stand that because I know people have good things that they're doing. So if you can't make it for some reason, do not feel guilty. And we're not going to make you feel guilty. But there are occasions for us to get together and have an old-fashioned revival. Don't call it a gospel meeting. I don't want to call it a gospel meeting. It's a revival with a guy named Wayne Kilpatrick. There's very few people who can do this effectively. Uh, and he's one of them who can. He's from Birmingham, Alabama. Used to be his at Mayfair. No. Um, I'll think about it in a minute. But anyway, this church grew rapidly when he got there. Now he's at some other congregation. He's a great preacher. You're going to love him. He's gonna, you're going to consider him your grandfather before he leaves. And he's going to preach it really powerfully. So this is your chance to come to one, uh, to those old-fashioned gospel meetings. And I just look forward to it. Again, this is not something I'm going to schedule every year to be a demand on you. But once in a while to have one of these really does bless a church. And he's going to be one who can do that. Um, here's a couple other events you just need to know about. This is no longer part of an outreach thing, but the father-daughter banquet's a big deal to me, February 9th. And even if you're not a father or grandfather, even if you're not somebody who uh, necessarily is going to attend that, you've got to love seeing the pictures of those dads and daughters together. There's something really cool about that, so I want to put that on there. Ladies' Day is February 16th. I put that on there for a lot of reasons. I didn't have the little flyer to put on a slide, but there's some strange lady coming from somewhere. I can't remember what her name is. But anyway, they say she's really good, okay? And, and you're going to have a good... But here's the thing about that. Men, you're going to be here to serve breakfast and serve lunch and clean up. Men, that's us. We're going to wear Superman capes, all of us. And we're going to be the superheroes that allow our wives to just enjoy the spiritual feast that's here. They don't have to clean up and they don't have to, well, they, they don't have to cook as far as I know. We are the ones who are going to make sure that they can do that. How many men will be real men and show up to do that? Oh, my goodness. 
you wives may have to get to work to prod them to be real men okay that's February 16th be here early we'll be some I'll we'll be hitting that before then spends the spiritual responsibility of men vacation Bible school June 9 through 12 is another one and also exaltation July 28th love that event out the convocation center and that will be on again young people I want to stress this because they are like crazy that's kind of a little bit off but January 18th through 20 is evangelism university perfect for our theme that is one of the most intense things you'll go to and I'm delighted to see so many of our high school students go to going to that that is not a youth rally that is like a it's like a college credit for what you go through there and it's really good stuff challenge youth conference is coming up in Gatlinburg as well somewhere in here April's having a baby and then June 2nd through 5th uh, something that we really were drawn to Michael and April for is a work camp where different people come from the area and outside the area to the area and they stay here and they do some work on houses for people get some attention from people about the church is concerned about a lot of parts of their lives the spiritual and the physical back to school bash with Taft Ayers will also be on that time these are things that are going on right now that we know about other things will crop up I, I want to be a place where we dominate your schedule I remember being a youth minister and the first thing I thought was the the calendar has to be packed full the kids didn't like it and I hated it and I learned you be strategic and you be intentional about what you plan so the church doesn't need to be just another demand on your time. It doesn't need to be, let's just plan stuff, because you need to be doing outreach in your life with people you know and not up at this building all the time. But the church does need to have certain anchor spots, certain moments that we plan that allow people to come up here and be a participant to practice their faith and also share it with others and so these few things that we've mentioned are going to be the anchor points the rest of it is go out there and live your lives talk the faith to people <coughs> let us be intentional and let us be passionate about sharing our faith as we live and walk the Christian life this year and I'm hoping that it's not only a year that blesses us and we grow and we mature spiritually, but there might be some within the community that because of our interaction with them, they want to be brought into the kingdom as well. That's why we exist. Now, Valley View has seemed to be a church that we draw people who move to the community draw people who attended somewhere else that maybe they're not getting their needs met there and that is a great thing i'm glad we do that but i know what the original intent is for every church and that is to reach to people who are outside the kingdom totally and we need to be a group of people who give our attention not just to numbers I'm delighted we had 700 last week don't get distracted by that though there's one more we need to reach there's one more who's not in the kingdom we need to reach somebody in your life somebody in mine somebody who is outside right now who needs to be brought in and that's what Valley View was brought here for and planted here for God has blessed us but we need workers though fields are wide into harvest and we pray the Lord will send workers but more than that, we pray that we'll be the workers. And that's our goal for 2019. If you want to be part of this mission, I hope you take it to heart that you'll attend everything that you can and that you'll gain the strength and maturity you can, but you'll also live your faith out with people you're around. 
and think of one person in your life right now that you need to have that conversation with and pray about that person and work toward that person all year long. And let's be a group of people that bring people into the kingdom for an initial, an initial relationship. There's anyone who needs to respond this evening, whether it be a couple of things. One is maybe you've never come in the kingdom of God at all and you want to serve in the kingdom. You've got to be in there before you can serve it. You've got to confess your sin, you repent of your sin and be immersed. But if you've done that and you've got distracted by too much inreach and not enough outreach, tonight's a good time to change your orientation. Let's be a group of people who are the church, who are light and are salt and reach this world. If there's anyone who needs to respond, make it known as we stand and as we sing.